Microphone's on, Steve. The microphone is on, Steve. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five. Uh, my name is Elon, and over there is Steve, Ace King, Offsuit Jerk, all the way on the right. What is up, everybody? And uh, you can notice that John is having his usual demeanor of looking not at the camera and being disengaged from the topics. Uh, he could not be here today, so he will be staring at Steve the entire show. It'll be great. Uh, I feel so loved. Good. Good. Uh, tonight on the show, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Like Grown Up Mike, subscribing for 15 months in a row. Thank you, Grown Up Mike. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I got to adjust my clapping technique right now. Yeah, so Steve, you fucked up your hand. What'd you do? Well, um, I tried to make dinner last night, and part of the uh, recipe includes taking taking a pan from the oven, you know, from the oven top to the oven itself, and then taking it out at the end. I have a grip that covers most, but not all of my hand, and the handle found a way to the part that wasn't covered. So, second degree burns. Feeling fine. Second degree burns. You're just too hot, Steve. I I, I am too hot to handle. <laughs> More specifically, the food I make is too hot to handle. Yeah. I mean, look, I've been there, and I don't think it's visible, but this is also from cooking, and that's been there for a couple months. I have a bunch of those, so I get it. But was the food at least good? Was it worth it? It was... It would have been, it was good. It would have been even better had it not dried out for like fifteen minutes while I was. And you dried it out, Steve. And you. I know. I know. I fucked up. I'm sorry. God damn it, Steve. Anyway, (laughs) tonight on the show, uh, we're going to talk about uh, people getting salty. Uh, We're talking about League of uh, League of Legends is now League of Fighters. Be sure to sign those exclusivity contracts, Uh, Brawly. Is back, I guess. I'm still not entirely sure why, but, you know, whatever. Um, the Japan Saga fiasco. Well, the Japan Saga Saga. The Japan Saga Ooh. Saga. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not alliteration <laughs> if it's the same word. But it's something. It's something. It's also not a rhyme, technically. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, oh, uh, until the Olympics, all the regions have been revealed. And Uniclear now has a launch date. So it's going to be exciting. But before we get to all that, Steve, you want to cook us up one of them recaps? Bring it on. Uh, Another busy week, uh, especially on the Street Fighter front, because we had two, not one, but two Street Fighter League competitions going on. Uh, Round seven of the U.S. Street Fighter League uh, aired, also took place. Uh, and it was another good day for punk, uh, Team Punk's or Team Inferno. Uh, the Punk-led team was actually riding the hot hand of JB, who got a reverse OCB to carry them to victory. And a for the first time this season, they are over five hundred. Ooh, uh, Knuckle Dudes Team Gale got yet another win to stay atop the standings and team frost uh dual kevin squad getting the 
three one three two win, excuse me, over Team Psycho. So we have some pretty clear separation between the top four and the bottom two. Uh, still a few rounds left to uh, lock up playoff spots, but it is getting dire for Spirit and Psycho. Uh-oh. On the other side of the planet, uh, we had the first two rounds of the Japanese Street Fighter League. Um, and the format is a little different from the U.S. Um, instead of everyone needing to be eliminated, they play three matches, just 1v1, 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 and that's it. Uh, the first two matches are worth two points, or one point each. And then the third match is worth two points. So it's a double blind list. Whoever your anchor is, they're they're playing for two points. Uh, and as you see through the first two rounds, Team F uh, Fudo's Team Gaia and Tokido's Team Flame are atop the standings. Uh, they each picked up six points uh, in the first two episodes. Uh, Ocean and uh, Aurora the teams of Itazan and Nemo respectively on one point through the first two episodes, but still plenty of time to come back. Rounds three and four will air this Thursday and Friday slash uh, Wednesday night, Thursday night for the West. Say, uh, uh, before we yes. go on, uh, so with this format, do they have character bands and stuff as well? Yes. Okay. Interesting. And I'm not 100% sure of how it's implemented, but uh, you know who does is Doc F.U. Uh, oh. Doc Fugu. Doc Fugu. He, he maintains a uh, uh, an update on the Japanese Street Fighter League. So if you look up Doc Fugu, F-U-G-U, on Twitter, uh, be sure to follow him. He is a wonderful resource for... Most things uh, taking place in Japan in the FGC. Yep. Also, fun fact, I think, isn't Fugu like pufferfish, which is poisonous or something? Yes, I learned that from The Simpsons. Hmm. Cool. Uh, nice. Well, so yeah, that's uh, Jap Japan Street Fighter League is on its way. The U.S. Street Fighter League is on its way. What else What else did we have this weekend? Uh, we had the next wave of the Red Bull Conquest qualifiers. This one took place in the Bay Area, uh, so Oakland and San Francisco represented, and they will be represented well. Jimmy J. Tran getting the win in Tekken 7 over Peeling. Nephew holds off Samurai to get wow. the Street Fighter 5 crown. PR Raw getting top three. Oh, baby, he's back. A, that, he's back. The retirement's over. Yeah, dang. That was a short retirement. Punch his ticket to Capcom Cup now. Yeah, that's wait. Well, how how many retirements is this now? Three. Because uh, he retired once and then came back and then disappeared, which I assume is retirement number two. It, it it's the FGC retirement uh, theorem that I've come up with. And what's the that? The likelihood of a retirement being permanent is inversely proportional to the amount of fanfare you give the announcement of said retirement. Okay. So if you if you make a big Facebook post on your uh uh you know make make a huge 10 minute video saying goodbye to the community, mm -hmm. uh link it on your Discord, you're back in two months. If you just stop showing up to locals, you're done. Okay. What if you so. talk about 
leaving for five minutes on the show? Then uh, you're probably back in six months. Okay, well, three months to go <laughs> for Efren. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see him in January. We'll see him in January. Okay. We might, you know, uh, if this show is still around, we might see him when his kid goes to college. <laughs> Maybe we'll have him back. <laughs> and then uh, Tensei getting the win in Eunice. So those three will represent Oakland slash San Fran. Uh, the next qualifiers are Seattle and Minneapolis St. Paul. I might be at that one. Oh, baby. I'm st- I'm still feeling shitty that I didn't make the Houston one, so you should go to yours and feel better about going. Well, it comes down to uh, my friend actually is getting married that next weekend, so I'm not sure if there are any shenanigans going on. Mm, gotcha. Okay. So, well, gotta, make it work. Make it work, Steve. I, we might have to uh, clear the calendar for shenanigans. Speaking of shenanigans... Uh, Speaking of, East Coast Throwdown was this past weekend. Quite a few pro tours uh, were were uh, represented at ECT, including the DOA 6 World Championship. This was the final event before the global finals and last chance qualifier. Another win for Excalibur Blades, uh, getting his fifth of the season. Uh, but more importantly, in terms of qualification, second place, Crazy Steady, played his way into the finals field with a great run to finish up uh, second. Video games is life, needed to get all, win it all to qualify. Had a great run, but uh, finished third just short of qualification. If we take a look at the final standings, you see that Crazy Steady got the final spot in the North America uh, standings. Uh, he will be joined by Black Moon Rising X, Electrified Man, uh, Mr. Quiddle, Hoodless, Killy, Excalibur, and you see all the players in green are qualified for the World Championship. Final two spots will be determined at the last chance qualifier. First and second in that tournament will go to the finals. Yeah, and this was the last. You said this was the last uh, chance for points in North America, right? Or oh, in the world. Oh, in the world. Okay. And so while, this was it. Yeah. Okay. And while that's the case, this was also the first tournament with uh, bunny costumes on. So get your core values ready. I mean, that's that's what really matters. Here. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, ECT was also part of the SNK World Championship Qualifier Series. Uh, so we had a couple players punch their tickets to the World Championship Finals, including including Luis Cha. Uh, the Mexican player beat El Rosa in the Grand Final to win the KOF 14 title. He will be joined in Japan for the finals by Andy OCR, who held off Didi Mokov in the Samurai Showdown Grand Final to win that tournament. So those two players will be headed to Japan uh, in 2020. Dang. Uh, ECT was also a ranking event on the Capcom Pro Tour. Final ranking event, not just in the U.S., but in the world. Ever. Ever. Forever. It's not coming back in 2020. It's not. It's the. Yeah. Oh, it's coming back. It's coming back. Oh, no. It's the last ever in 2019. Yes. So it's just a couple premieres and super premiere after this. So 
Uh, last chance to, I, I don't want to say goof around, but Punk got the win in Grand Finals. And I was only able to watch Grand Finals. He won it with G. Mm-hmm. Over Knuckle Dew's G. Yep. If, if if he's busting out G and having success, it 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 could be he could be even more dangerous. Yep, sounds about right. But yo, can I can I say something? Look look at yes. uh, tied for seventh over there, not shine. That's Brutus. my boy Brutus. That's my boy Brutus. So Brutus, uh, for those of you that know, so I hung out in the A for Andre community for a little bit. I still do. They're nice people. Uh. Before Street Fighter V came out, there was this dumbass kid who was like 15 years old, used to come in and challenge the streamer to a money match. And the streamer would always tell him to fuck off because he was ass, and he was very bad. And sure enough, a couple years later, the kid turns 18, and now he's getting top 7 in fucking ranking events up there with Punk and Knuckle Dew. He's also in a car commercial. So if you're if you live in Canada and you see I think it was like a Ford commercial of a kid throwing a baseball out of a car, that's him. So mm-hmm. so big ups to Brutus. Uh working hard and you know, paving his own way up to the top seven of a uh ranking event. Big ups to streaming on the corner as well. Streaming uh, on the corner. Yes, two months in a row. Thank you. Thank you. Big ups. Big ups to everybody. What's All next? Right, so with uh, ECT in the books, we now know who will be in the North America Regional Final. Uh, the last four places were secure, or last five, excuse me, were locked up. So Shine, El Chicote, and Terrence all punched their tickets to the finale. They will be joined by JB, 801 Strider, Idom, Punk, and Knuckle Dew. The winner of that obviously will qualify automatically. For Capcom Cup. And for a few of those players, that's going to be the best way in. Mm-hmm. Because you've got the guys like Punk and Knuckle Dew who are in strong position. And then you've got er, Knuckle Dew, a little shaky. We'll, we'll look at that in a bit. But then you've got players like Terrence and El Chicote who are not close to qualifying via points. So it's going to be very important for them uh, to see if any one of them can make a run in the finale yeah also this is uh and this is the last event or like the last big event before uh capcom cup right or is Uh, there something else that's a super premiere there's uh the two regional finals or or no uh you're talking about the na finals right? yeah yeah that is the last one before capcom cup okay so that's the super premiere winner gets a thousand points Top 192 gets some points, so. Cool. Also, uh, I should have done this last week, but I didn't, and I want to bring this up now. Uh, I don't know if this is, like, bad to do or good to do or whatever, but I listened to the announcement at Brazil Game Show. And for those of you that don't know, I was born in Brazil, and I speak fluent Portuguese. During the translation, when Ono made his announcement, he spoke in Japanese, and then he had a translator say it. The translator lady said something to the effects of, I know you're waiting for news about characters, new characters, new content, and the new game. And you can wait for that at the regional finals and Capcom Cup. So, must stir the pot with that one. Now, if it's just a translation thing, or maybe she just said it without realizing what she was saying, could be. 
we'll never know. I mean, we will know in a couple of uh, couple weeks. But yeah, I just we'll, wanted to we'll bring see. that up. We'll see. You you pot stirrer. Yep, that's my job. Speaking of stirring pots, I heard uh, I heard there were some terminations. Uh, there might have been a couple terminations. Uh, there was uh, the main event of ECT was Mortal Kombat 11. It was one of it was the next to last event on the pro competition circuit. So, uh, familiar grand final for uh, MK11 heads. Sonic Fox taking it over Dragon. Uh, that's the third time Dragon has made a grand final in uh, on the pro competition, and it's the third time he fell to Sonic Fox. So just cannot get over that mountain right now. But, you know, if just think back to that Injustice year uh, or that Injustice 2 year. You got to win when it counts. So mm-hmm. if he can get it done at Final Combat 2020, no one's going to think about this. Uh, you do also see Ninja Killer continuing his run up the standings with a strong third place finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dang, who's that tied for seventh? Coach Steve. Dang, he's Coach back. Steve. He's back. He he's it, it's good to see him in the standings. I know he's been on that grind. Um he's battled some issues personally, so it is good to see him doing well. Oh yeah. Way to go, Coach. I still remember so the first time I ever saw Coach Steve, and I'm gonna take us back to the two shot slash three shot because I need to tell this story. First time I ever saw Coach Steve play, like in a tournament that I went to was Summer Jam twenty twenty fourteen, I think. I think it was 2014. Either way, uh, it was the year that Cloud was beating up everybody in Marvel Three, and then they, uh, Coach Steve and Cloud had a uh, had a an exhibition match, and then Cloud beat up Coach Steve so bad that Coach Steve got sick on stage, and he had to like get carried outside to get some air. That's a tough way to handle a loss. Yep, that is a tough way to handle a loss. But we'll Did- we'll we'll talk about those losses later because i think we need to go over the mk11 pro competition standings of 2020 we do with just one event left eight of the 12 players who will qualify through the global standings have locked up their spots so ninja killer with his performance is in along with dizzy deoxys and hyatt rewind and tweety almost certainly uh will be there uh, it would take a lot to keep either of those out. Scar in very strong position as well. Even though he's in 11th and only the top 12 qualify, he is 200 points clear the, of the cutoff. Hmm. So he would need a couple of... And he's and he's got 140 points on Samij. So if Samij would have to make top six at least to to pass him, Another player would have to make top four. Top what? I'm so sorry, you cut out. Top four top, okay. uh, to to have any chance of passing him up. So it's still possible, mm-hmm. but it will. Uh, and I'll break down the uh, the last event is uh, at or NEC. So when we get closer to that, I'll break down the uh, qualification. Uh, breakdowns. Yeah, and before I'll break down the breakdowns. Yeah, and before we go on, I see a certain person that is trying to stir the pot in our chat, uh, asking why are some names in green. Let me go ahead and zoom in here for you, since you obviously can't look at the bottom left of the screen at this key. 
that Steve Main Squeeze Offsuit has so kindly set us up with. I I thought I thought that name was dead. It's not. It'll never be dead. But anyway. Yeah. All right. So, uh, sorry. <laughs> so Stabs as well uh, qualified through the Canadian circuit. He is in as well. So nine of the 16 players have secured their spot. Dope. Could you imagine Tweedy not making the finals? It would be tough, you know, but, you know, we're seeing this in uh, with the Capcom Pro Tour. Uh, some players who you expect to see there in the finals every year mm-hmm. just not getting it. So, yeah, yeah, it, nothing is a guarantee, especially when you've got young players on the come up, yep. like uh, video games, you know, like Ninja Killer. Yep. You I, know, it's I, good. Yeah, I just can't wait to see the Twitter thread on that one. It'll be fun. Like it. uh, what else? What else happened at ECT? Is there anything else? Oh, a lot happened at ECT. <laughs> uh, some things we'll we'll mention a little. Later. Uh, but taking a look at the games that weren't part of Pro Tours or major parts of Pro Tours, I should say, uh, Sonic Fox getting the win in Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, Lost Soul getting the title in Exerd, uh, Nika Ko. Looking like a speed run in the grand final of third strike. Kudon's coming over to take our Tekken title. Uh, and LTP getting the win in Unist as well. Dang. I'm, uh, I'm surprised you didn't put Sailor Moon or, yeah, Sailor Moon in here. I could not find the result for that. Uh, Smash GG has been uh, pretty slow for me. Okay. And it wasn't listed. So I apologize to whoever went, whoever won that game. Um, I wish safety to all those who didn't win that game. Yeah, should we just go into it now? I'm tired of we saying we'll talk about should. it. Okay, we so, probably should. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, somebody got very salty playing Sailor Moon and decided to throw a chair. Now, this is a problem because, A, somebody threw a fucking chair after losing a set in a video game, and, B, reports from the venue were that a baby very narrowly missed getting hit by that chair yeah so don't fucking throw chairs you fucking guy's a fucking idiot (laughs) i i don't know which is sadder that we've had to say at in 2019 (laughs) don't fucking throw chairs or don't fucking throw crabs Mm -hmm. those are both sentences we've had to say yep yeah, but uh, the good news is that after that happened, I uh, again, all I saw was stuff on Twitter. I wasn't there, so I don't know the, all the deets, as it were. But uh, from what I saw, that that person did get escorted out of the venue as soon as that happened, and everybody was okay. Thankfully. Thankfully, yeah, because that is something that, you know, could end very, very badly very, very quickly. Yeah, so don't fucking do it. Yeah, you know, and it, and it's sort of like, you know, we have a lot of players. You know, this is this is a community based on competition. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you ever you have anything that's based on competition, you're going to have people who don't handle losses well. Mm-hmm. You know, or or you know, either because they don't have you know they either don't have the skills to handle it well, or they have outside stressors that you know, contribute to things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's always, yeah. And, and 
And it's a little tough to figure out where that line is sometimes because we're a community that, you know, we hate the sterilized feel of esports. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about all the time how we don't want, you know, just the quiet lock players in the booth shake hands afterwards. We, we like that salt. We like that, you know, that seeing that passion both positively and negatively. Because, I mean, I. You, you think of, like, the stick checker video. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sanford Kelly. Yep. After he lost to uh, Rico Suave. We, I still think that's one of the greatest videos of, of all time. Yep. Especially with the uh, Freshmaker. Edit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. Here, and I think, I think we're overthinking this. I think this is very simple. As soon as you physically start endangering the people around you or yourself... That's the fucking line. That's it. Right. It's that simple. Yeah, I, it happened yeah. It happened when people uh, when people got into physical altercations. Like, I remember the Noel Brown thing forever ago uh, with that arcade. Uh, I don't remember smooth the exact Viper? contest. Yeah, Smooth Viper. Thank you. Uh, like that. As soon as it started getting phys- like physical, bad news bears. Right? And, like, I don't know what the repercussions of it were because I wasn't there. And I didn't do that much research into it. But I just remember watching the videos. Uh, same thing with anything else. Like, as soon as it starts getting physical, that's the fucking line, dude. Like, I don't understand why that's so goddamn hard. Like, it actually pisses me off a little bit. Just keep your fucking hands to yourself. And chairs to yourself. And crabs to yourself. In both ways. Well, yeah, definitely keep your crabs to yourself. <laughs> Do not share your crabs. <laughs> Never. Unless it's consensual. If it's consensual crab <laughs> sharing, then, you know, go nuts. But <laughs> speaking of crabs, let's go to Tekken. <laughs> Please, let's stop with the consensual crab sharing. No, continue with the consensual crab sharing. Stop with the non-consensual crab sharing. Oh boy, Tekken happened. Yep, Tekken was a thing. Uh, Berlin Tekken Clash over in obviously Berlin. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was another good weekend for Lohai. How many, you know, he has just been incredible this year. Even though he's not winning, like, every single event, he is making top eight every time he goes out. Not just metaphorically. He has literally made top eight at every Tekken World Tour event he has gone to this mm-hmm. year. Damn. Which is, and it's not like he's gone to two or three. Yeah, he's gone to a lot. Yeah. And he's just been incredible all year. So he takes it over Kanan Trench, uh, Gerlanda, and Kuiper making top four ahead of Super Akuma. Dang. I didn't I didn't get to watch any of this, but I heard uh, that Kuiper actually eliminated Super Akuma in the Akuma mirror match. Mm-hmm. So should I, should I go into this now too? Uh, might as well. Okay, so... Uh, another big point of discussion over this weekend was the new costumes that are now tournament legal for Tekken 7, right? Uh, the costumes are cool and they look nice, but I think this weekend kind of proved that issues do happen with these. And here's how, uh, and here's, and here's how we can, how we can devise. So I'm going to set something up here. I guess this is going to be the version of sleuthing today, even though it's not technically sleuthing. We'll just call it sleuthing. So... Here's the situation, all right? I'm going to play, I'm going to get a couple videos here, and I'm going to show you a couple of things that 
happened during uh, Lohai and Kuiper's match. So, uh, where's the button? There it is. Okay. So here's uh, Lohai on the left playing Law, Kuiper on the right playing Akuma. He's playing costume number five for Akuma. Here's what the dealio is with this costume, right? Um, it's got a lot of, like, the crazy flowing stuff here and there. Uh, it looks cool and all, but it causes a lot of, uh, like, this tassel or whatever the fuck this is keeps getting hung up on shit, and it causes a lot of crazy artifacts to come out. So first one I'm going to show you is when Akuma does a demon flip, which is going to be coming up right there. Bam. Do you see that? The, the costume just decided to get caught on something, and it just caused this gigantic fucking uh, thing to come out. And as soon as I get to 1801, which is right there, you can watch it again. This is as slow as I can get it. I'm going to see if I can pause it. Uh, oops. I, I'm not going to be able to pause it. No, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to be able to pause it right on the thing because it's like a couple frames. So, now you might be thinking, hey, that happens, but that's okay. It's not going to bug anybody, right? Here's where it gets bad. Every single time Akuma does a focus backdash, it happens. Watch this. Focus, backdash. Bam, do you see that shit? It stuck out all the way out here, so he's moving backwards, and it almost looks like he's sticking a button out. That's fucking terrible. Let's see if I can get it to, what's it, uh, 55? I should have probably just edited a video down. Let's see. Here comes the, nope, I missed it. Hold up. Should have prepared a little better. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, here it is. It's right after this. It's right after this. Right after this, here comes the focus, after the sidestep, oh no, I'm sorry, after that, focus, I'm going to see if I can pause it right when it happens, nope, missed it, but you saw it though. Yeah, I saw it. It shows up, and it's bad. Now here's how it is bad, it happened a couple times in this match, where Lohai saw that happen, and thought it was a button, and tried to whiff punish it, and that becomes a big fucking issue. Here's what we can... Oh, wait a second. Somebody's saying you can go frame by frame with the command of Pyrrhus. Oh, shit. Well, either way. We're learning tech. We're... So, the sleuther has new sleuthing tools. So check this out. Again, same situation. Hits that four. Focus. Backdash. It happens. Now, Lohai sees it and immediately reacts and tries to whiff punish it. Look at this shit. You serious? All right, let's see if this shit works. What is it? It's oh command. Ah, well, I can't do that because I don't have a keyboard plugged into this computer. So we're gonna have to just go with it again. Uh, seven o, seventeen o, uh, five. So this is this is becoming a big fucking issue, uh, and I'm sure uh, Akuma is not the only one that has this issue. Right, I'm sure this happens with other characters. We just haven't like taken the time to like see it. But this is fucking terrible. Look at this backdash. The fucking thing pops out, <laughs> and Lohai tries to react. Like that's a big fucking deal. Like if if Kuiper had known that this was a thing, I'm sure he could have pun with punished what Lohai tried to do there. So this is just you know 
one of those things that, like, I've always thought that crazy costumes were not the greatest thing in the world. Um, but I totally respect the people that do enjoy them. That's perfectly fine. But when you start having issues like this, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's time to take a close look at these costumes and maybe just go with the fucking default ones. Because the other thing, too, is, like, this is part of my argument for, like, the just playing with default costumes on tournaments it's like somebody who doesn't know the games all that well is not going to be able to know that that's fucking akuma because akuma always wears a fucking gi and the fucking thing right well i think that that aspect i've never really bought into as much you know as, as a critique against costumes i understand it but you know it's i i i feel like costumes are a way for players to express themselves you know, uh, uh, not necessarily a huge way, but it's a way, and it's. I I would hate to see it go away, if that was a thing. Now, instead of banning costumes outright or banning all non-default costumes, I would rather like if there's an issue like this, let's ban this particular costume for now until they can mm-hmm. uh, figure out a fix for it, a visual fix for it, so that you know. Because I, I, I don't think that, you know, obviously something like this is is not something you want to see. Mm-hmm. Because even if it's just that one frame or two frames or whatever it is, at this level especially, those two frames make all the difference. Yep. You just showed. Uh, but I would, not, I would hate to see all costumes banned because of that. Yeah, let's I mean, just, I, I guess we can agree to disagree on that one then. Yeah, just because I think we're going to just argue in circles. But the thing is, um, it's what I always liked about colors. Having different costume colors is always I'm a fan of. But having different costumes, I think I'm not so much of a fan of. But whatever. That's not my decision to make. That's just my opinion. It is what it is. Uh, this, though, kind of fucked up. And I hope Namco, Bandai Namco fixes it soon with this patch that they're going to drop next month with... Uh, 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 Leroy. Anyway, speaking of, with all that said, uh, what do the what do the world tour standings look like for this game? Uh, well, it's getting down to the wire. We just got a few weeks left. Uh, the top nineteen, the one big change for now is at that nineteen twenty spot. Rest overtakes a seam by just five points to grab that last qualification spot as of now Kuiper moves up to 21st with his strong performance this weekend uh you still have you know players like Kanan Trench who are on the outside looking in Take Cherry Berry Mango Gen you know there's still plenty of players John Ding is on the outside looking in right now Uh oh but there's still time Dang, there's, there's, still there's a lot of killers that are just like right on the cusp of getting in. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, especially with this, with a uh, master event coming up this weekend. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but the big, in terms of pro tours this weekend, the big, this past weekend, the big spotlight was on EGX, which was both an open premiere event and the regional final uh, for Europe. Ah, they're both the same thing. Uh, well, they ended the same way. That's the point. Uh, Big Bird, looking at the premiere, 
Big Bird took the win over Phenom uh, with Sien getting a huge, huge top three performance. Mm-hmm. That was one he really needed yep. in order to uh, give himself some breathing room. Uh, you see Itazan and Big Bird, or Itazan and uh, Angry Bird also in top eight, along with Dota NL and Oil King. Yep. Also important to note, uh, somebody's asking in the chat who Phenom played. It was Karen. Yeah. So Phenom, uh, Big Bird, he was just dominant up until he got to Winner's Finals. Did not drop a single game until Winner's Finals. Yep. He was just feeling it all weekend. Yep. Man, something about that Middle East, man. You got Pakistan. Now we got the United Arab Emirates shining. Yeah. There, there are players there. Whatever they're eating you know, down there, I want some of it. Oh, there, there's plenty of things that they're eating down there. You know, you got to narrow that down. Like, what do they have? Like, do they just have, like, a lamb kebab? That's pretty good. Like, is that what they eat every day? Is that what Big Bird and Angry Bird eat? That's what I want. Big Bird is Big Bird is all about McDonald's. Is he really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, every tournament, he tweets <laughs> out a picture of him eating at McDonald's. Damn. Well, I, I haven't eaten fast food in a couple of years. Maybe that's why I'm bad at fighting games. Maybe so, that's the answer. Well... You, you might want to follow Big Bird's uh, theory because at the European final, guess what? He did it again. Big Bird takes it over Infectious to officially punch his ticket to Capcom Cup, although he did qualify on points earlier. Uh, so he so that uh, spot will go to the top European place, uh, European finisher outside the top 27. But... That was, you know, that was a big final because Big Bird was safely in. Mm-hmm. Infectious was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, he He's still got some work to do, so he would have loved to get that win. Uh, but instead, Big Bird double dips. First ever player under this format to win both the premier and the regional final at the same event. Dang, that is crazy that that has not happened yet. It, you know, you just you get a good weekend going, and it's it's very tough with so many players to beat everyone all weekend. But Big yeah. Bird, yeah, and he he didn't lose. Like he he was never put into losers the entire fucking weekend. Yeah. This is fucking he, what the what are you what is he eating? <laughs> Big Macs? Big? It might be it might be uh, Super Size. That's that might be the secret. Dang, you should never watch Super Size Me. Well, uh, let's take a look at the global standings now uh, with just three events to go. Uh, We now have 10 players who have officially punched their ticket into Capcom Cup. Uh, Phenom, even though he did get second, earned enough points to make it official. He is headed to Capcom Cup. Uh, Machabo will almost certainly be there uh, after this next weekend. Uh, you see Angry Bird in strong uh, position. Infectious in good shape. Not quite locked up there. Uh, but Sien uh, is now, he has some breathing room. Look at the fight for those final few spots. Uh, Kichipamu holds a 45-point edge over JB. Uh, but, you know, Kichipamu, I don't know which of these final... Uh, regional finals he's going to or if he's going to Can- Canada Cup. But, yeah, Knuckle Dew, I- uh, 801 Strider, IDOM, Smug, 
Damn. All those American players have that big uh, pot of points to chase at the regional final. Damn, dude. So this is this, every year it gets so crazy, so much crazier than the previous year of like all of these good players like chasing after like the one last spot. And and you know what? Who who else isn't on here? Who? Think about this: Justin Wong, hmm? Luffy, not in the top thirty. Dang. The 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 been here every year club is looking to shrink, very likely to shrink this year. Dang, that last chance qualifier at Capcom Cup is gonna be crazy. It is going to be insane. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Uh, Speaking of waiting, uh, you yeah. know what else I can't wait for? What? Can't wait for all these events that are happening this weekend. Oh yeah, you got a few to choose from. Uh, Street Fighter League continues in both the U.S. and Japan uh, on Thursday and Friday. A uh, few big events. Uh, this weekend first attack is the uh, Latin America regional final also part of the Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour uh, that it takes place in Puerto Rico this weekend over on the other side of the world Tokyo Tekken Masters the master event uh, in Japan Ooh, for the Tekken World Tour gonna be that is going to be fun um, and stateside climax of night rerun uh-oh. This is the French bread themed uh, event mm-hmm. that has the 300 person uh, Eunice tourney, the 100 person melty bracket. Oh, baby. I, I'm going to stay up and watch the shit out of that. I, you know what? I really, really hope for a very compu- confused melty player who is just <laughs> blown away by the fact that they have to. That if they get out of pools, they have to play more to get top eight. <laughs> oh, man. Like, 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 okay, when's top eight? Wait, wait, wait. wait. I got to play more? Man, you, I, know, you know I play Melty, right? I, I, I ain't got to play like five, six games to make top eight. Yeah, now you do. Welcome but to the real so, world. Yeah, I am so, so happy to see the success of that game. Man, I would love to see people like Spooky come back to play melty blood but i think spooky's gonna be tied up with other events could you imagine like a big old like what was that one video where uh who was spooky playing it was the one video where like spooky just went like evo spooky and spooked everybody i can't remember the one spooky video i remember of him off the top of my head was him and bad luck miku maybe that was trying to commentate no no it was definitely not the one no? Okay. And it was definitely that one. I just remember watching a video of, and this was like the first Melty Blood video I've ever seen, of uh, Spooky and somebody else were playing. And all of a sudden, like, something clicked and Spooky just started, like, bodying the shit out of this other guy. It was crazy. And even, even like, the commentators were like, what the hell just happened to Spooky? I, I wish I remembered. I've probably seen that before, but I don't remember. Yeah. I'm just mad that the Climax stream schedule fucked me up because I had to download a font, a new font for that. I downloaded a font and somehow it has become the default font of my browser and I can't fucking undo it for some reason. Sounds like a sounds like a glitch or not a glitch. What's it called? Virus? Uh, it, I, I want you to know the links I go to for my art. 
Yep. So, so appreciate that. Yes. No, everybody appreciates it. You know who else appreciates it? What's that team you're with now? Juked. Juked. It would this setup would have been cooler if I remembered that name, but you know, juke.gg, right? Yeah, we're. I'm gonna try and get uh, weekly events added to the calendar as well. So, oh baby, that is. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Local town. Uh, okay, so we. That was a long ass recap. That was a long recap. There was a lot going on this weekend. Oh, I I need to mention this. Uh, those standings do not include uh, Fighting Tuesday, which was uh, took place uh, less than twenty four hours ago. Uh, On Tuesday, Rank Chu, yeah, over in Japan, Rank Chu won the uh, dojo event there. But uh, the top four finishers in that event competed at another event, uh, Equinox Break Equinox uh, Breakout, mm-hmm. um, and that was won by Jotaro. So Jotaro is now going to be sponsored by Equinox for the Last Chance Qualifier. Well, hot diggity. So congratulations. Yeah, that's so fucking cool, man. Like I love I love the stuff that like these teams are putting out there now. Like the oh win this tournament and we'll send you to the fucking LCQ. Like that yeah. shit's fucking dope. I hope more people do that. Yeah, and that and that's the other thing I love about the LCQ is that you have this uh, this other opportunity for players to shine who mm-hmm. won't necessarily who can't necessarily go to like five, ten, fifteen tour events. Yep. So Yep. Uh Gerlanda. From last year, mm-hmm. you know, he's pe- people who who didn't really follow Tekken outside of Europe didn't have a chance to see him all that much. Yep, and and then they finally got a chance to see. Hey, this guy's pretty damn good. Yep, and I also remember uh, it also added such a cool storyline to Capcom Cup uh, last year, right? With Nemo, yeah. Or am I thinking of two years ago? I don't know. Every year is blending together at this point. No, uh, no, Nemo was two years ago. Okay. Last year was ZJZ. ZJZ. That's right. But yeah, I, I remember. Huh. But I do remember Nemo like working his way through the LCQ bracket and then making it all the way to third place. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Shit was crazy. And oh, was wait? Did Punk fly him out? Yeah. <laughs> oh that my god. The, that was the other spot. Ooh. You know, you hire your own executioner. <laughs> I mean, either way, Punk won that tournament, though. Because, you know, he made it to Capcom Cup, and then his the player that he sponsored, or the player that he put out there, made it to third. So he got recognition regardless. Um, But yeah, dang. That's crazy. I did not know that <laughs> Punk flew him out there. It's very funny. Um, Speaking of... uh, So the, the last tournament we just spoke to was in Japan, and it just happened uh, less than 24 hours ago. Another thing that's happening in Japan is... Uh, We'll call it the Japan DBFC Saga event saga. So, if you recall, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, they had announced that uh, the Saga event in Japan is going to be capped at 128 players. Right? So, the way they were going to do it is they were going to have a lottery system. So, everybody signed up, and then they were going to draw 128 players. And those 128 players would be officially in the tournament. Everybody else... Sorry, try again next year. Ever since then, they've backtracked a little bit. I guess they're. I, I'm not. Did they give a reason why they did? Steve, uh, they didn't announce anything, but 
what has happened recently was remember that was pulled just before we went on air mm-hmm. last week, or it might have even happened while we were on air. Right. So they and yesterday Bandai Namco announced that registration will open again. Uh, it will open new, so the whole new sign up uh, that will open up at midnight tonight central time so about five hours from now Mm -hmm. but here's the kicker oh you're sending me oh yeah i was okay well sorry (laughs) (laughs) that was my bad i just really wanted to say here's the kicker like an asshole but go for it but here's the kicker so, so there were a couple changes uh if you'll remember the uh, under the first setup, there was an age minimum. You had to be at least uh, 18 in order to or 19. I forget if it was 18 or 19, but in order, in order to sign up. Now there is no age minimum, but you do have to have a form filled out by your parents if you are under the age of 20. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of a compromise there. Sure. Uh, there is no lottery anymore. It will be first come, first served. Yep. But... The player cap remains at 128. Yep. So let's recap what just happened. They took the registration down. They're going to reopen it at midnight central or at midnight eastern, right? Midnight or, central. Yeah, midnight central, 1 a.m. eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. God knows how early that is in Europe. I think it's, what, like 6 a.m. over there? It will be uh, 4 a.m. Uh, UTC, 5 a.m. UK, 6 a.m. Central Europe. So, they're going to reopen it at that time. First come, first serve, 128 players. I mean, it's so there's, there's two ways of looking at it, right? The part that I think is slightly upsetting is the fact that, like, somebody who has already registered may not know that. And, like, I don't know how they're communicating this, if they're just doing it through Twitter or if people got emails or what. I would imagine it's through Smash G. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, I I can see a billion times where, like, somebody has registered and then we're just waiting for the email and the lottery just to find out at a later date, like, tomorrow <laughs> at, like, 3 p.m. that they had restarted registration and that it was 128 people first come, first serve. And by the time you wake up tomorrow morning, it'll probably be filled, most likely. The other side of the story is it's one fucking time. Just get the fuck up and do it. Doesn't fucking matter. But here's here's the other issue. Like, if this was a DBFC tournament, that'd be one thing. But this is not only one of these one of the three saga events. Mm-hmm. One of a handful of saga events. But it's the only only one on the entire tour in Japan. Yep. So you've got so many talented players, and only a handful of them will even have a chance to compete. Yep. That's what sucks. I completely understand, you know, the idea behind player caps. They say, you know what? We can only run a 128-person uh, tournament successfully. And I am totally fine with them running it under that those circumstances i just wish it wasn't the one of the three biggest tournaments of the year mm-hmm. and the only one in one of that game's biggest countries yeah and the other thing too is like i i can definitely see like the 
not having the capacity to run something larger than a 128 man tournament, right? Right. That's we I mean, that's valid. Player caps, yeah. Player caps aren't exclusive to Japan, but a lot of Japanese events have them. Yeah. A lot of side tournaments, especially, have them. Mm-hmm. We've um, had them for Street Fighter tournaments here. Uh, yeah. Like it's not that's not a big deal, but I feel like if you were running a saga event and it's the only event in Japan, I feel like you should have prepped for that a little bit more. And I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's easy for me to say something like you should have prepped more, not being a TO and not having like to deal with any of those headaches. Right. Uh, but it's hard to not feel cheated from a player's perspective when this happens. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, and ultimately, you know, the DBFC, like, this is only the second year that they've ran. Or actually, this is the first tour, right? Uh, This is the second tour. Okay. So they did have one last year. Okay. Uh, But, yeah, it's the second tour. So I guess they're still ironing kinks out. uh, And I think it's hard to to, uh, imagine this not being a strong talking point about if they decide to run the tour next year on reformatting it or picking maybe a better equipped event or maybe just helping equip that event to run a bigger bracket. And honestly, I don't know if there is going to be a next year. Yeah, we Um, don't know. Because, you know, because a game like DBFC, that's not necessarily a title that I would imagine Bandai Namco has, you know, there, I don't know how many people are saying 10 more years Mm -hmm. on that team. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, again, it's very easy for us to just analyze it from the outside. So we don't know what the situation is in there. Uh, it may, honestly, that may have been the best decision, like the lesser of the evils of decisions that they had at, at their right. disposal. So right. that it it sucks, but I would rather they run a quality small tournament than a crappy big one. Yeah, yeah. But um, speaking of DBFC, DBFC um, they also released some other stuff about DBFC this week, right? Or this past week, rather. Um, this is I'm a little confused about this, uh, if I'm going to be honest, because uh, I thought this character was already in the game, but apparently he's not. Or, and like, did I dream it? it? It's not this version of Broly. Okay. This so, is the Broly from Dragon Ball Super. So Broly from Dragon Ball Super, uh, some images have been released into the internet. And uh, it looks like Broly. The, the thing with this game is, like, and this is why so many people ask for an Arxis, ask for the Arxis treatment for whatever licensed property they they think of. You know, when you see art like this done well, when it's done right, it, it, it just cre- makes creating hype for the character so easy. Mm-hmm. Because, like, oh, man, that's exactly how I imagined that character would be like in this game. Uh, so, you know, it's just so good. You know, it, it's just a beautiful game. Yeah. It really is. It totally I'm, is. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the series itself and I know I'm probably going to get pelted with some tomatoes for that it's an opinion everybody's got one it's it's like I don't you know I didn't get in at the beginning and I'm not going to watch through 750 episodes to Mm -hmm. catch up and I'm not going to skip episodes so 
it, yeah. it's it's that train has passed me by. Yep, and I'm fine. I'm I'm just fine going in another direction. Yeah, you know what's really funny? You mentioned that uh, I have the exact opposite experience, but still have the same conclusion. Where I did start watching Dragon Ball Z when I was super young, uh, and oddly enough, like it was right at the time in my life where I moved to the U.S. So DBF uh, Dragon Ball did like kind of teach me English in a way. But after the end of the Boo Saga, I realized like it had been like I was I followed that thing for like. 10 years and I came to the conclusion that like I don't have many more of those left like that that's like a third of my life like maybe I should <laughs> maybe I should like watch things that aren't <laughs> gonna take up a third of my life <laughs> but but was it an entertaining third of your life I mean it, it, it definitely had an impact on how I am today I believe you know like I can speak so- English so that is so it was yeah, worth it, that, sure, but I don't think I, I don't, if I had to go back and do it again, I, I we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, and it's the reason why I'm not watching Dragon Ball Super. But anyway, uh, yeah. So new character got a little leaked. Uh, I'm assuming they're gonna announce it at the Saga event. It'd be hard to not imagine it being announced now, especially because of the leak. Although, was there anything else leaked, or was it just those images? Was it, it like an it magazine? wasn't leaked? It was released. Oh, it was by, released. Uh, ben, oh. Yeah, by Bandai Namco. Oh. Uh, either Bandai Namco France or Bandai Namco Europe. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, look, we'll see what happens, right? But either way, that's going to be the new character, the new hotness. And I guess if they have five Goku's, it's only fair that they have two Brawlies. Um. Speaking of things getting released, uh, Uniclear now has an official Western release date. Yep, it is coming stateside February 20th. Of 2020. Of 2020. So There's a lot of twos in that date. 02202020. Did you add an extra so two in there? No. It's o- oh, yeah, you're, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It's o two o two o two or o two two o two o two o two. Yes. If only now, there was he, a twentieth month. Lousy smart weather. <laughs> the one thing I hope that happens in, uh, besides the confused multiplayer mm-hmm. this weekend, I want the Uni community to come together and decide once and for all: is it going to be Uni Color or Uni Clear? I lean towards Uniclear, but, you know, whatever they decide this weekend, let's roll with that. I thought we had decided that a couple months ago when we announced it was going to be called Unicorn. We didn't decide that. I decided that. I didn't that. decide that. I decided <laughs> that, and since I'm a straight white man, it is now decided for everybody else. You you know what? I'm not touching <laughs> that. Not with a 10-foot pole. I'm not white. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> technically. <laughs> I'm gonna move on from that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Intel uh, World Open. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, different races and different things and different places, uh, the Intel World Open is announced to everybody, right? Like it's announced to every team that's gonna happen. Yeah. Steve? So that's this was finally revealed. It was sort of semi-revealed, and then uh, they deleted the the announcement. Uh, so we weren't sure if that was getting changed or not. But uh, we now know all of the regions and all of the countries that will take uh, part of the Intel World Open. 
so for the Americas, you've got three countries that will have their own teams, uh, the U.S., uh, Brazil, and the Dominican Republic. Uh, and then you also have uh, the regional competition uh, for South America, Central America, and then North America, which is Canada and Mexico. Give me those so, Colombia-Peru matches. <laughs> give me give me those Vancouver-Mexico City online qualifiers. Jeez. It's so weird that they decided to have countries and regions. But I guess that's the only way they could get everybody in there, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, and I, I understand. I just wish that, you know, if the online was great in this game, there would be a, this would be a completely different discussion. Yeah, but well, because the online doesn't feel buttery smooth between Vancouver and Mexico City, that's going to be a talking point. I mean, to be completely fair, though, I don't think any <laughs> online is going to be smooth between Vancouver and Mexico City. Right. Some are, some are going to be better than others, but you know, it, it, it's a matter of degree in terms of what kind of butter uh, and if it's salted or unsalted. Yeah. Well, I can I can predict it'll be very salty. So the, those are the six teams coming out of the Americas. Uh, Europe has three countries and three regions. Uh, so France, UAE, and the UK will each have their own teams. Uh, everyone else will have to qualify through either uh, Team Africa, Team Western Europe, or Team Eastern Europe. Hmm. And then uh, Asia Oceania. Uh, this is in addition to Japan, who gets... Uh, an automatic spot in the finals. Much like the Rio uh, so, Olympics. So six countries, China, Hong Kong, Russia, Singapore, South Korea, and Taiwan. Uh, there is an Asia region, which includes the Asian countries not listed, and Oceania. Uh, so Australia and New Zealand will have a team uh, Ooh, combined team. Let's see those si- <laughs> Sydney-New Zealand matches. <laughs> let's let's, let's make it happen. Um but yeah, uh, also shout outs to Hong Kong getting representation like uh, like the Rio Olympics. Um, that's cool, um, man. It oh, it's hard to it's hard to it's I think it's a hard pill to swallow to see countries get their own and then just a region at the end. But again, like first one, if we're getting another one, maybe they'll talk about that. I don't know. Well, I mean, would they? Would you rather see them run like two hundred uh, qualifiers, like one for each country? Hmm. I mean, ultimately, I guess that's the goal, right? But how feasible it is? Maybe not even right now, but like not even for the next like two years, not that feasible. But yeah, it's like I said, I think they did the best with what they could, I believe. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. So, and like I said, to conf- uh, clear up some confusion, Japan is not listed on here mm-hmm. uh, because they are they have an automatic spot in the finals. This is to determine the other seven teams that will join them. Yep. So be on the lookout for that. Do we know when those qualifiers are? Is there a schedule out yet? Uh, they start uh, pretty soon. I know. I remember, like the first weekend of the North America ones uh, take place uh, the same weekend as. Uh, final round. Excuse me. Ah, that's right. Yeah, we did talk about that so, last week. Cool. So, uh, yep. and the schedule for each region is going to be a little different, but mm-hmm. that same sort of spring window. Yeah. 
that's interesting. Um, I you know I'm looking forward to see how this shakes out. I I still think it's very dumb that we're playing alongside the Olympic events, but that's just me personally. It's I, yeah. like I said, it's a thing. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the thing, but it's a very yeah. it's a very nice opportunity. Yeah, I do know? like the fact that they're giving it a shot. I think that's very important, and I think that's a good way to treat something by trial and error granted i know trial and error is not the most fiscally responsible thing to do that's how i like to learn though um and with that said we're gonna have to end the show a little bit early tonight both because uh we don't have anybody else here and because i gotta go do something uh that's slightly important so we're gonna have to duck out just a little bit early uh but steve before we go anything else we need to talk about uh there was a thing that i know we got pissed off because it literally happened right as we went off the air last week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we do got to talk about this. Fucking, I, I talk. Thank you, NRS, for listening to us. Fuck you, Riot Games, for announcing your fucking bullshit right after we go off of the goddamn air. Here's the goddamn thing. League of Legends is going to get a fighting game, and they announced this like an hour after we ended our fucking show. Fucking it assholes. wasn't even an hour. Yeah. It was like 10 minutes after we went off the air. God damn you, Cannon. Look at those Vulix cabs. So so uh, last week, while we were on the air, uh, Riot Games was hosting their 10-year uh, uh, anniversary, 10-year celebration of League of Legends. They showed off some new games, including uh, what they're calling Project A, which is a League of Legends-based first-person tactical shooter. And... Project L, which is the much-anticipated, much-talked-about fighting game. And it is officially based off of League of Legends. It'll, yep. take, it'll include those champions, those characters. I hate calling them champions. I just don't know why. Yeah. Um, and M&A Fitty's right. Uh, I think uh, Ultra Chen play, paid them for the exclusive, for the timing. So, damn you, Ultra Chen. Uh, but you know, every like everybody's excited about it, right? Like we're finally getting like everybody enjoyed the shit out of Rising Thunder. I I remember playing it. I remember having a lot of fun with it. The netcode was good. The game was fun. That's, that's gonna be the key. Yeah, and I mean they have the people that made GGPO working for them, so I think it's a recipe for success. But you know, we'll we'll see when it comes out. And, and it we're not gonna get much news uh, for while mm-hmm. they said that they are going dark yeah uh, so don't expect to see a winter 2020 release date yep this is gonna be this is a ways out yet yep but i i think it's going to be what's very interesting to me is there is a difference between uh you know what league of legends players expect out of multi, a multiplayer experience mm-hmm. And what a fighting game player expects out of multi-game or uh, a multiplayer experience. Yeah. And how do you make how do you make that bridge? Because you're going to this game is going to attract a large number of people mm-hmm. who aren't fighting game diehards. Yep. They're going to be coming over for because it's League of Legends in a new format. I want to check this out. Mm-hmm. And how do they address things like, uh, you know, inputs? Yeah. 
You know, do they go for simplified inputs? How do they address things like, uh, you know, teaching players how to play? Because that is something I've harped on so many times. Most fighting games suck at teaching players how to play. Yep. Except for Skullgirls and Guilty Gear. Skullgirls, Skullgirls is good. Guilty Gear is good. Excerpt is good. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I yeah. feel like that is such a huge thing. Like, yeah. like so many companies, I, I'm sorry, so many companies get on this we're going to simplify it by making the inputs easier, but they don't address the whole problem of most people come in not knowing exactly why they want to do something instead of making it easier to do things. Teach, Let's teach them why they want to do those things. Yeah, and there's one other thing that I did see that kind of actually like made me upset. Uh, anytime we get an announcement like this where it's somebody new is stepping into our little niche corner of the internet, um, man, I saw a lot of people starting to complain that like, oh, League of Legends is toxic community. Here comes all the dumb kids going to blame their teammates, blah, 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 blah. I think we, I think the fighting game community gets a reputation for being welcoming. But then anytime something like this happens, you get that vocal minority that's trying to air everybody's, la- everybody else's dirty laundries out, which causes that community to then try to air our, uh, dirty laundry out. Just be excited for the fact that there's going to be a shit ton of people that are going to finally, like, get the chance to play a fighting game. Like, straight up. And if you run into somebody who's new at a fighting game and isn't enjoying it, so be it. Like, everybody has their own goddamn opinion. Uh, and if you run into somebody who wants to learn how to play, fucking teach them. Help them Help them grow, man. That's what fighting games are fucking for. Like, we're all striving to be better. Not everybody can be a punk. Not everybody can be a Tokido. But well, all of us are striving be for... A punk. Lots of people can be a punk if they really tried. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, just fucking support each other, man. Enough with this fucking, like, us versus them mentality. I think that's so goddamn stupid. Fucking stop it. And stop throwing chairs at people. And stop throwing crabs at people. Consensual crabs. Consensual. Consensual And on that note, that's going to be the end of the show. So remember, for the rest of the week, your mantras will be consensual crabs. Thanks for joining us. That's been Steve, Ace King, Main Squeeze Officer Jerk. Follow him on Twitter, at Ace King Officer Jerk. I've been Elon. Uh, John's still staring at Steve. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll be back with everybody, hopefully, next week. Good night, Canada. Until Love you, then. bitch, bye. <laughs>